everyone. My name is Bonnie Kuiper, and I'm very happy to share my experiences and thoughts with you about what I consider to be a very important course in our public speaking program here at the University of Akron in Ohio. This is my 30th year at UA, my 13th year coordinating the public speaking program, and my third year teaching the High Anxiety Public Speaking course. This course, I am proud to say, has helped many, many students harness and manage their extreme anxiety. Oftentimes, the response to students with high anxiety is they just need to practice more or take the assignment more seriously or ironically, not worry so much. Oftentimes, it's difficult to help a student with high anxiety when he or she is surrounded by classmates who can't understand, relate, or worse, even care about a high anxiety student and how he or she is feeling. These students do suffer profoundly, emotionally, and physically from choosing a topic to researching, organizing, practicing, and certainly when delivering their speeches. Some anxiety is so high, I have found, that, that students never make it to the organizing or practicing step, or if they do, they simply skip their speech delivery day entirely, and usually they will drop the class. These are my students. I define high anxiety as overwhelmingly powerful, negative, emotional, and physical experiences about public speaking. And here is how I have been able to help these students. First, the course content and requirements are the same in this class as any other. Although high anxiety students do have additional assignments, this will be clear when I explain my ACA plan. I developed this ACA plan especially for this class, and it has been remarkably successful. ACA is an acronym. Awareness, create, action. Awareness, create, action. As I share this plan with you, please know it doesn't reflect the classroom timeline as quickly as I'm explaining it. Each of the steps and each of the three areas covers several weeks in the semester. Now to the plan. Let's start with awareness. Awareness begins with a discussion about state and trait anxiety. This takes a couple class sessions. Following this discussion, students make three lists. The first is a list of their symptoms, both emotional and physical. Next is a list of the causes of those symptoms. And finally, a list of their feelings. Even at this very beginning phase of the awareness part of the plan, students begin to feel comfortable with each other because they realize that what we have created is a classroom culture that is supportive, open, and honest. 
supportive, open, and honest. They learn that many of their classmates suffer from sweaty hands, necks and backs, feel their heart pounding in their ears, feel their hands, their voices shake, experience racing thoughts, go completely blank, feel so hot inside and outside, it's like being sick, can't remember half the experience, feel the need to vomit, to cry, to run away, and so important, my students begin to realize that feeling high anxiety isn't abnormal. It is okay to be who they are. Uh, we're still in that awareness phase. And the next thing that we do in the awareness phase is complete five self assessments. Uh, you're going to understand, you're going to be familiar with these tools. Three of them are McCroskey uh, 1988 Self-Perceived Communication Scale, the 1970 Personal Report of Public Speaking Anxiety, the PRPSA, and 1982 Personal Report of Communication Apprehension, the PRCA24. I also have them complete uh, Richmond's 1978 Situational Communication Apprehension Measure and Wyman's 1977 Communication Competence Scale. So they're, oh, after completing this, they're aware of more of their motivation, knowledge, and skill when it comes with communication, what situational items or elements factor into their high anxiety, the group, the interpersonal, the meeting aspect of how anxiety and how they react in different situations. After completing these self-assessments, students write a summary and then everyone shares these summaries in a class situation, one of the class sessions. And I have to tell you, if I had to pick one area of the entire ACA plan that I believe is most beneficial in addition to the, the classroom culture that's created. I would say it is the completing, summarizing, and sharing of the self-assessments. The very first time I taught this class, I was concerned that this would only reinforce and be a negative experience for the students about their high anxiety. I couldn't have been happier to have been wrong. Students love learning about themselves and they love discussing these results. They love criticizing the tools. And now they consider, they can consider the symptoms of their anxiety, the causes of those symptoms, how they feel about those symptoms, and they can put everything into perspective because of the scales and the results from these assessments, understanding their motivation and skill and knowledge, and if it's better or worse in groups or interpersonally or situationally or public speaking. 
I can't emphasize enough how important this is for the awareness part of the ACA plan. Now we're ready to move to the create part of the plan. This begins with a thorough explanation and discussion of strategies to manage speech anxiety. So we cover cognitive restructuring, the importance of your note cards, more than just the notes for your speech, but what you can write to remind yourself to do and to not do. Preparation and practice, practice, practice. Visualization, find a supportive face in the audience. Exercise before the speech. Put the entire speech process and giving the speech into perspective meditation, and relaxation. As you can imagine, I really emphasize that no one strategy will work by itself and everyone will respond differently to different strategies. It is truly a learning experience for everyone. And always, always, my mantra to my students, harness and manage your high anxiety. You control it. Don't let it control you. Harness and manage your high anxiety. You control it. Don't let it control you. I give students many opportunities during the semester to come to the front of the room and speak with no evaluation, no grade, no comments at all. I want them to stand in front of the classroom and see the familiar faces and have that body memory. And I remind them if they think this class will magically make their high anxiety go away, they will be very disappointed, there's no doubt, mad at me. Remember the mantra, harness and manage, take control. After the strategy discussion, students create speech goals that include the plan that will help them reach those goals. Uh, here's a couple examples that I've taken from student ACA plans. Example number one, goal is to make sustained eye contact. I will look at students sitting in the back of the room first and try to look at students closer to me during the speech, I will wrote, write on my note cards to remind me to do this during the speech. I will practice this method before I deliver to my audience. Here's another example. Goal is to stop heart from racing. I will take several deep breaths before I deliver my speech. I will take deep breaths during my speech if my heart races for any reason. I will rely on a support person in the audience for extra confidence. I will quietly meditate before my turn to speak. Now, I require that each student have at least three goals for the creation portion of the ACA plan. I also limit them to five goals because I don't want them to overextend themselves or set themselves up for disappointment 
And that's important because very often students don't choose a strategy that works the first time. That's the creation portion of the ACA plan. So now to the third part of the plan, action. That's delivering the speech. The action part also requires that students respond to the goals by writing if the goal was met and why or why not. If a goal was met, then the students will keep using that strategy and now they can create a new goal. And if the goal was not met, they create a new plan to try to meet that goal. Each semester, I like to share research about anxiety and give examples of successful public speakers who suffer from anxiety. And um, one of the biggest surprises to my students is that Prince Harry gets very nervous before he delivers his speeches. Uh, something else I like to do is to share for discussion with my class information that comes from the business industry. So here's one example of that. Cam Barber is a former radio executive and he launched Vivid Learning. It's, it's a business process he has created about public speaking. And while it's true that his primary focus is on persuasion rather than public speaking as a whole, there is a certain part of, of what he has created that I love to share with my students because he came up with his five myths about public speaking. And after more than 30 years in higher education, these myths seem obvious to me and possibly they will seem obvious to you, but they really prompt open and honest discussion with high anxiety students. So here they are, the five myths of public speaking. Myth number one, bad first impressions can't be overcome. Myth number two, you must eliminate nerves to be a great speaker. Myth number three, good speakers don't use notes. Myth number four, eliminate errors and you'll be a great speaker. Myth number five, you need a particular kind of voice to be a good speaker. Of the five myths, the one about eliminating errors really resonates with my students. They truly believed that anything less than perfection automatically results in you're a terrible speaker or you aren't very smart. And so I also remind and remind my students that we strive to be competent, not perfect. Toward the end of each semester, students are generally very pleased with themselves. They were able to give at least one successful speech and call themselves competent. Like any other speech class, some students wanted to go first, some last, some in the middle. 
Um, some didn't mind answering questions after the speech. Others uh, felt higher anxiety because of the unknown element of the question and answer period. Uh, don't misunderstand me. If asked about speaking, 99% would probably respond that they would never give another speech if they didn't have to. <laughs> and if the speech course here at the University of Akron weren't a requirement, they'd be a lot happier. And yet I know, I know, these first year experience high anxiety speech students, they will be giving speeches in the next few years as they finish their degrees. They will be presenting themselves in job interviews and other situations. They will be presenting. They will be speaking publicly. And now they know they can do it. Harness and manage. Take control. I want to thank you for listening to this UA Zip from the Buckeye State. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>